0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky
1: Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. We've got a great show today. In the second half, we're going to be talking to Mark Torres. He is the uh, chaplain at the Naval Mobile Construction Battalion Unit, uh, of course, the CB base. And he's uh, attending to the ministry uh, support needs of over 5,000 service members and their dependents and also civilian employees. It's going to be interesting to hear what, what is a chaplain's role just in general? But how is, it, how is it working in this pandemic moment? So I'm looking forward to uh, talking to Mark. He's been all over the world and got a great story to tell. And as first half of the show, we're going to check in with my friend Clay Williams from the um, Gulfport Biloxi International Airport Authority. And uh, we'll be with him in just a second. Hey, Kyle, come on in and join me for a second. Good morning. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm doing good. Hey, listen, I went to my place in the Delta, you know that, and we had a really fun weekend. We planted food plots, and, our, and we're working on our food plots, and we're getting some dove fields ready to go. we just kind of enjoying time in the Delta. Right at the very end, I'm moving a big stump from one of our food plots, and I hit a hornet's nest. <laughs> I got nailed in my calf, man, in the last five minutes of the, of the weekend. Just ah, regular
0: hornets, no. though, right?
1: To say it again? Just regular hornets, not the murder hornets? Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> regular, yeah, not the pandemic murder hornets that that folks are worried about. That's for sure. Hey, listen, before we move to Clay, I want you uh, to uh, to tell people what you said to me on the show about. You know, you're worried about during the hurricane season if we have close calls. Talk talk to me about that.
0: Well, leading up to Katrina, we had several close calls and. There was a lot of anxiety if people were going to evacuate or not evacuate. Some did. A lot of them evacuated two and three times leading up to Katrina, and then Katrina happened, and everyone thought it was just going to jog around like the previous three, and so they stayed and found out that was the, really the wrong move, and that's one thing we've been trying to uh, get across is don't let that, um, that anxiety or that complacency, if you will, that it's not going to hit here you know, strike. If you need to get out, get out. Check out your evacuation maps. If you're in a flood zone, go. If the the call comes out from emergency authorities to go, it's not anything political. They're trying to save your life.
1: Yeah, as uh, as Josh Morgerman said, the cyclone Hurricane man internationally known, has been at 51 eye walls around the world for hurricanes. As he said to us, you know, when you add what you just said to the reality that some people may not go to evacuation centers or shelters because they're concerned about pandemic, um, boy, that's a really good point. And I, I know that we've talked to some emergency operations people; they had that same concern. So I think it's important for people just to know exactly what their what their evacuation plan is going to be, what their hurricane plan is going to be.
0: Yeah, there's a lot that has to, that gets involved in hurricane planning. You've got to get all of your important documents together. You have to have it ready. Um, You know, the rule of thumb if you're going to stick around, make sure you have enough food, water, medicine, batteries for any type of devices to sustain yourself for three days, because that's how long it's going to take, you know honestly, to get any kind of aid, whether it's local government, federal government, you've got to be able to take care of yourself for at least three to five days before anything can really make it your way.
1: Yeah, we're going to, we'll talk about more. We, we, we may actually remind people of this on a daily basis, but, you know, I stayed at my house on Back Bay for Katrina. We lived 25 feet above sea level, had 10 foot waves hitting my house, didn't know if we were going to live or not. You know, the reality is that every storm is different. And so, Um, you know, here, here's the other thing that people, and, and this is already bearing out that this is going to be an active hurricane season. We've got a couple of waves out there now that may or may not form, but models say that at least one or two of those could get into the Gulf. We just got to pay attention. And it's the, when we're not rushing around trying to figure out what we're going to do for this specific hurricane, it's just, this is a good time to kind of calmly have your plan together.
0: Yeah, we are getting to that peak of hurricane season, which is typically the last week of what August and then the first two weeks of September is the true peak.
1: So, yeah, keep an eye out. Uh, yeah, it's time time for people just to pay attention. Presidential campaign, you know, the election of course, and then you've got um you've got the pandemic and you know, you just there's a lot taking people's attention. It's just, you know, people should take a step back and just get ready. When you right.
0: have a big storm in the Gulf coming right at you, none of those elections or conspiracy <laughs> theories are going to help you. The only thing that's really going to help you is you and the, how you prepare. Yeah, and we're going to
1: Kyle and I going to going to keep that theme throughout the rest of hurricane season because it's going to it's going to be busy and we're going. to, We're probably going to be dodging some, so strap on your seatbelts and be prepared. So let's move uh, on to Clay Williams and uh, see how the airport is doing. Clay, you and I have had the opportunity to visit several times. The last time we talked, you were talking about the – first of all, we were beginning to see a nice uptick uh, in travel. We'll get an update on that. And and you went through the extensive efforts that you you were deploying to make sure people felt safe. And that you know the the you know the airlines have been cleaning airplanes and all the things that need need to happen. So why don't you uh, update us first of all? How you doing?
2: Doing well, Ricky. It's always good to visit with you, and thanks for the invitation.
1: You're, you're welcome. Uh, you heard the conversation about the hurricane season. You know, it's just you know you've been around for a while. That's kind of the most important message right now, isn't it?
2: When when you live where we do, you always have to be prepared. You always have to be mindful of what uh, could occur and really um, enact your plan uh, that you have either at your household or at your business to make sure that uh, you're ready in the event that something does happen.
1: Yeah, it's been 15 years since Katrina hit, so there's a lot of new people on the coast, and, you know, I think people who were here during Katrina, you know, we're we're not going to be that complacent, but, um, you know, just better safe than sorry, right?
2: Absolutely. We, uh, we make it a part of our airport emergency plan, and make sure that our tenants are prepared and, and our team here and uh, again you just you, you do have to uh, take some proactive measures and, and we encourage people to do that particularly during August and September as you and Kyle discussed.
1: Yeah. Okay, so here we are. We're you know, we're now toward the, the end of August now. Um, give us an update on the numbers. Let's we'll start with that and we'll go from there.
2: Well, from a, from a number standpoint We've come a long way, Ricky, since April. April was the worst month for air travel uh, really across the world. We were down here locally at uh, gulfport War International Airport. We were down 92% in traffic as compared to the prior year. Uh, Really unfortunate. We had seen three consecutive years with with great traffic increases, 7%, 11%, 6%, respectively, uh, it had a great January and February, and then you really saw the dip come in the middle of March. Uh, but but we are seeing a slight uptick. If you look at the numbers, uh, as I mentioned, we were down 92% in April. We were down 85% uh, in May, 73% in June. And then in July, we just got our July numbers, we were down 62%. So, we we've, have come a long way, but we still have a significant way to go in terms of recovery. You, you don't really want to celebrate 62% down, but when you were down 92%, you, you, you like the uptick that you're seeing. And again, we really we want to encourage people to, to think about traveling. I know it's a, it's a unique time, but um, we're seeing leisure travel now with the summertime. We're seeing some travel from our military service members our men and women in uniform from the Naval Construction Battalion and and Kiesler Air Force Base. We've been seeing them here in in the terminal building flying in and out of the airport. What has not come back as of yet in a great degree is the corporate travel. So as people adjust to not having uh, uh, meetings in in other locales or or conventions and and other uh, forums in which to meet, and they're doing a little bit more of it over uh, over virtual means it's you know that's that's been a little bit slower to recovery that's a significant part of our business so we look forward to seeing that come back one thing i would say though is very encouraging is we're seeing the capacity come back because we got as low as four flights in a day uh pre-covid 19 we were seeing 16 flights a day a really strong day for us here at the airport with 17 flights now we're hovering on average around 11 a day and um, with the charters coming back online some of our casino partners beginning to bring visitors back to south mississippi very encouraged by that and and when you add those in we're hitting 13 a day on some so that's that's nice capacity back in the market uh, you, you're seeing some growth in the numbers, and uh, we just want to encourage people when they're, when they're thinking about flying and when they're uh, comparison shopping, there's some really great airfares out right now. Look at Gulfport Biloxi. I mean, we've got a, a convenient, an easy-to-use product. There are a number of um, processes and protocols that have been put in place uh, as it pertains to social distancing, masks are required in the airport. Masks are required on the airlines. We encourage people to think about mask as, as a boarding pass or as as your airline ticket. You have to you have to have one to get on the airplane. So you, you, we encourage everyone to bring it with them when they when they come to the airport.
1: So this is Clay Williams from the from the uh, Gulfport Biloxi International Airport Authority. We'll be back in just a few minutes and we'll continue this conversation about the work that they're doing to, to make sure that people are safe when flying.